0: Hello all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with the marvel of my ordinary life. Episode, lucky episode number 10, pranks. Just no, <laughs> no, no, no. This episode is at the request of my little sweet yet rascally bright-eyed amazing Eloise. And I quote, me and my brother are going to do a prank weekend. Okay, Eloise, what in the heck is a prank weekend? This sounds like such a bad idea. Funny in about 20 years, but maybe not such a great idea. Now back to the quote, I was wondering if you and your siblings ever played pranks on each other end quote. We're just going to jump right in. But I do want to tell you, pranks can go wrong so quickly, and they can hurt feelings. So just be careful that your prank has some good-hearted love behind it. And here we go. The thing is, in our house, there was my sister. What was her name? Come on, you know by now, Nancy. She was my big sister. She would never do anything mean to anybody. She was like the nicest person ever. I think the last thing she did that wasn't nice was take my bottle before I could walk, stand out of reach, and drink it in front of me. That's the only thing I ever remember her doing in all her years that wasn't kind. Then there was Johnny, who we all know, my big brother, King of the Rascals, episode six. If you haven't listened to it, it's a doozy. He was always looking out to tease somebody, and he was really good at it. Then there was me, mostly behaving Barbara. That's all I can say about me. I was mostly behaving. Sometimes I did things that I'd, I didn't know they weren't nice till later. Sometimes I did things where I'd go, oh, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea. I'm going to go down my list of pranks. I'm not going to be sharing like bad pranks because, guys, they're just not that funny sometimes. Maybe they're funny in your head, but they can hurt people Physically, or they can just hurt their feelings. So, here we go. First prank I'm going to share with you, Eloise. When I was in high school, we all had lockers and we had pretty big lockers. If it was your birthday, it was always like a big deal to see who could decorate your locker for you the best. And my friends and I got the great idea to decorate my friend Mari's locker for her birthday by taking all the books out putting really heavy cardboard across the front of her locker up till about halfway up. And then this is where we should have maybe thought a little bit harder. We filled it with dirt, soil, and planted flowers in it and put cards. And like, we thought it was beautiful. We didn't think about the person whose locker was below hers. Dirt started to filter down into the locker below hers. And when Mari opened it, she's like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Where are my books? We said, we have your books. Here they are. And Mari said, okay, well, I should probably get this cleaned up. At that point, we thought, oh yeah, we should have maybe thought about that. Planting flowers in somebody's locker, at least use a giant garbage bag or something to put the dirt in and then plant the flowers in there. Because otherwise, Otherwise, the person cannot clean up. and You just want it to be fun, not like, uh-oh. And how would you like to be the person below? Like, don't water the flowers. Bad idea. That is prank number one. Going down my list, number two, this is what my brother, Johnny, did to me and my sister, Nancy, when our whole family went camping. First of all, camping for us was a big fat deal. Literally, you all, we hardly ever made it on the trip. My dad would rent a trailer and we'd go to tow it down our driveway and it would break. Something always broke. It was either the taillights didn't work, the brakes on the trailer didn't work, something would go wrong. So when we actually got somewhere, we were so excited. Nancy and I, in my parents' mind Oh, those two get along great They have each other, they can play Poor Johnny, he doesn't have a friend Let him invite a friend For our camp out He asked this one friend named Chris Chris was a good guy But you put the two of them together And you have two rascals The first night We were so tired We had finally made it to the (coughs) campground My mom and dad were at one end of the trailer My sister, Nancy and I were at the other. The table where you ate was underneath the place where we slept. So we had to climb up this little ladder, go onto this flat bed, which you couldn't sit up. You had to slither like a snake to get to the sleeping end of things. Finally laid down and opened up the window to give it a little air because we're like suffocating up there. As we're laying there, trying to go to sleep, we start hearing <coughs> like snuffling noises. I'm a wolf or a bear or I don't know what but it was just like oh, oh, until it was right outside her window. It was like, like all this fighting and scratching on the side of the trailer. Nancy and I just start screaming. And I was up against the wall probably because they don't want me to roll out. I just started shoving Nancy out get out get out get out and just screaming and yelling and my dad gets up and my mom wakes up. And my dad goes running outside with the flashlight. And then all we hear is John Richard. What are you doing? Johnny... And Chris had this tape recorder And they'd made all these spooky noises So they put them right outside our window If we looked outside the window We wouldn't see them There'd just be these awful noises We were so scared And of course I'm crying Like always I am crying He got in so much trouble from my dad Number five though Oh my gosh you guys We weren't actually trying to do a prank This was my friend Sometimes my I'm so mad at you friend But at this point, we were like, I love you, and we're having such a great day, friend, Kathy. Kathy's parents were having a fancy, fancy dinner party. They never had just kind of a dinner party, they had like white tablecloths all around the house and beautiful candles. The mom always made just super fancy food. I don't even know the names of the stuff. There were desserts. It was just lovely. Well, this particular time, they decided to have lobster, fresh lobster, because they were from Connecticut, and they wanted to have something from home at their fancy dinner. Well, so Kathy and I were supposed to stay out of the way, as always, just stay out of the way, don't get the house dirty, guests will be here soon. Guests started arriving, and Kathy and I were trying to go into like this room off of the main kitchen that had like a sink where you'd wash up and whatnot. And there was a big old refrigerator. Well, we wanted something to drink. So we went around, didn't bug anybody, went down the hall, went in the side door, intending to get some sodas. We open up the refrigerator. Best thing ever. There are live lobster, like full-on Alive. They have rubber bands on their claws so they can't do anything. They can't pinch you or anything. And of course, Kathy and I look at him We're like, oh my gosh, the poor lobster We had a creek next to the house The little tiny creek that never really filled Except in the winter Well, it happened to be winter So it was rushing right along We quick grabbed them We went out to the creek We got a scissors And we cut the rubber bands off their claws And dropped them in the water So many things wrong with this First of all, they're from the salt water So fresh water probably will kill them Number two they're supposed to be dinner for the guests in about an hour. Number three, we're going to be in so much trouble. This is a bad idea. In the background, we hear in a lovely party beginning and glasses clinking and people chatting. And then we hear, Catherine! And where are you? Where are my lobster? At that point, Kathy and I look at each other and we said, oh, we're going to be in so much trouble. Kathy starts crying. I'm like looking at her going, why are you crying now? That is so not helpful. We are going to be in so much trouble. And then we see the back door open. There's Mr. Robin standing there with one of his guests. Both of them are in practically tuxedos. I mean, they're in really dressy clothes, all fancy fans. And the man is just kind of holding his drink, looking around like, what? What are we doing out here? And then Mr. Robbins sees us. Kathy, where are my lobster? Shh, shh, don't don't say anything. You have to say something. So I'm like, Mr. Robbins, we let him in the creek because we felt sorry for him. And there is this silence. And we see the one guest look at Mr. Robbins like, oh. The guest turns around into the house and yells, Hey fellas, we get to go lobster hunting. Probably three or four other grown men come flying out the door, all of them kicking off their shoes, rolling up their pants legs. They were so excited. Mr. Robbins was stomping across the field toward us. Kathy, you get a bucket. And we're like, we have a bucket. That's how we got him here. The men, these full-on men, are wading up and down the creek barefoot with their pants legs rolled up. I got one. I got one. How many were there? I don't know. I think there were eight. So they're all in there catching all these lobster, putting them in the buckets, then marching back to the house. And the men are having a great time. They were like, okay, this is so fun. This is so fun. Kathy and Barbara, you two are in so much trouble, but I don't have time now. Thank goodness. By the next day, he was not nearly so mad. Everybody was cracking up and said that party was the most fun that they'd had in a really long time. Five lobsters in the creek. I never really wanted to do anything too rascally to my brother. It was his birthday coming up. I knew that he really liked Puzzles. I went to the store and I got the most beautiful puzzle that I just knew he would like with mountains and rivers and animals. Super, super cool. Here we are again. Kathy, I told you, she was a little rascal too. We took out some of the main pieces that would make it super beautiful, put them in a little envelope, and tucked them away. When his birthday came, we gave him the present. He was super excited. Oh, this is really cool. Thanks. Really excited to put it together. It took forever. It took like four hours. And he was almost to the very end when he realized there's about four pieces missing. Really? That's terrible. Except, you know, we were laughing because we knew we had those pieces. Barbara, did you take the pieces from my puzzle so I can't finish it? Yes, we took your puzzle pieces. You have to promise not to chase us for two days and we'll give you the puzzle pieces back. Fine, I won't. So we had to give him the puzzle pieces Back. Number seven. I could see it clear as day. This was a prank I played on Kathy because, as I said, we were the best of friends, but we also, when we got mad at each other, ooh, she was home with the flu and she lived right across the street from me. We had fish for dinner the night before. And when we were kids, we never had like a chunk of fish. My mom would always buy a full on fish with the head and the eyes and the tail. I cut out the eyeballs and I was like, what could I do with these eyeballs? I wonder hmm. if I put them in a cute little box and wrap them up like a present and give them to her. I did. I went over and knocked on her door and her mom opened the door. Hi, Barbara. And I'm like, hi. And I'm thinking at that point, you all, I'm like, this is such a bad idea. But what was I going to do? Go, oh, you know what? Never mind. (laughs) Just leave. No, that was one of the times where I had a fabulously bad idea, but I just kept up with it because I didn't know how to get out of it. So I walked in the house, walked up to Kathy. We're really mad at each other right now. And I was like, I know, I know. Here, you're not going to like it though. And she opens it up and there's these disgusting fish eyes in the box. And her mom comes in, sees the fish eyes. "Ah, Out of the house. Barbara, out of the house and I am going to tell your mother, you are in big trouble, Missy. Told you I knew it was a bad idea and I just couldn't stop myself. So that is the fish eyes to Kathy when she was sick. For about three years, I lived up in the Gold Country. That's up near Angel's Camp. And I had chickens. Of course. And I went to the store to buy my baby chicks, and they also had turkeys. And I thought, how funny would it be to bring home a baby turkey and not tell my husband that it was a turkey? Well, I had all these little chicks and one turkey chick. Well, the turkey chick grew and grew so much faster than the other chicks. Oh my gosh, it was twice as big as all the other chicks. And my husband kept going, Why is that one so much bigger? I don't know. Wow. It's getting huge. It was the size of a small dog and all the others were just like chicken size. At that point, I was like, okay, I got to tell him. And so I told him it's a turkey. So what are we going to do with the turkey? I don't know. Turkey eggs. It turned out it was a boy turkey. So there were no turkey eggs. That shortly after it reached full on size was literally taller than a golden retriever. It was huge. We were returning to live back in the Bay Area where we only had a little backyard and enough room chickens. I had turkey lurkey in this little tiny coop with my chickens. We lived on a corner. Funny fact about turkeys, every time a car went by and its engine reaches a certain pitch, a certain level of sound, the turkey would go gobble, 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 which drove everybody in the neighborhood nuts. I found a petting zoo and he went to live at the petting zoo. It was fun watching him grow when somebody else thought he was just a cute little chicken. You all whoopee cushion, you slip it under a cushion or you put it under somebody's chair. And when they sit down, it goes and everybody goes, oh, oh, oh." and you know, that's the end of the joke. Well, they also had fake doggy poop. Good old Johnny. King of the Rascals. He had way too many comic books that he ordered from. He ordered fake dog poop. Before there were computers and you had to look things up, a lot of families had Encyclopedia Britannica. And so every couple of years, the guy would come by trying to sell you more, update what you had. Here comes the Encyclopedia Britannica guy. And it was a big deal to my dad. He was a very shy man. And so for him to have a salesman come to the house that he has called and asked to show him his encyclopedias was a big fat deal. There was a fire in the fireplace. It was winter time. Everything was clean and tidy. The doorbell rings. rings) ding dong. And while my dad is over answering the doorbell, my brother Johnny comes in the room with the fake dog poop, which he has squirted with water so it looks wet and gross. He puts it right on the couch where the guy's going to be sitting. My dad opens the door. Come on in. Thanks for coming all the way out here in the hills in this wet, wet weather. Come on in. Let me take your coat. So my dad very nicely helps him out of the raincoat, hangs it up, walks him into the living room, says, why don't you? have a seat. Well, the poor man looks, and there is dog poop on the couch. And my dad looks, (gasps) well, my dad knows it's fake poop, but the guy doesn't know it's fake poop. And my dad reaches down with his bare hand and grabs the fake poop that the guy thinks is real. And my dad walks over, grumbling under his breath, and tosses it into the fireplace. And this poor salesman is looking at my dad, looking at my dad's hands, looking at the couch. Dad is trying to recover. Just just have a seat. Okay. He very carefully chose to sit a little bit to the left of where the pope had been. But that was funny. You know, you don't always have to do rascally things. Just the word prank makes me a little nervous. He used to do really nice things for people. Like think of that, guys, just doing something that's a surprise to somebody. When I lived in Monterey and I was there all by myself, I didn't know anybody. I was going to school and working. I noticed this little lady on our street. She was as old as time, you all. She was so old. To get down four steps at her front door took her forever. She would shuffle out her front door front door, turn around and lock it. She had this little tiny dog, teeny weeny weeny dog. And the little dog would shuffle and she would shuffle and she'd hang on to the little railing and walk down the four steps, little by little by little, just to get to the little patch of green so her doggie could go potty. And she'd do the same thing in reverse. The whole thing would take her 20 minutes. And I started watching her because, you know, I did. I lived across the street. She never has anybody come and visit, ever. Ever, never, ever. And it was springtime. Easter was coming up, and that was something I celebrated. So I thought, oh. Maybe I'll do a surprise. So I got a little basket. It was so cute. I got a little basket and I put little flowers in it and I made her cookies, which was saying a lot because my kitchen was the size of a postage stamp. It was so little. Then I put a little dog toy there and a little card saying, I love watching you walk your little dog or something like that. And I set it on her front step, not where she'd open the door and trip because that would be horrible. It would be something that I would do. I put it to the side and I just watched and watched and on and off over the day hoping I would see her and I did. She opened her door and she stopped and she looked down And she was kind of confused at first, like, okay, I don't really know anybody. Why would anybody? And then she looks down and there's a card and she reads the card and she gets this big smile on her face and looks around kind of up and down the street. And of course, I'm like peeking behind my shades. And she was so happy. And that, you all, that was like the best quote unquote prank that wasn't a prank. It was just a fun thing to do is to give something or do something sweet for someone that totally doesn't expect it. That's my kind of prank. So, Eloise, behave, my love. Be good. If you're pranking your own brother, okay, you, call, you all knock yourselves out. Don't be pranking people where you've hurt their feelings. Okay? I know you'd never do that. Okay. That is the end of pranks. Just no no, no, no. Anyway, don't forget to take a peek at the Marvel of My Ordinary Life on YouTube. It was a little messed up for a while. I don't know why not everything was showing, but I think we're back on track now. Please keep your requests coming. I love it. And I love that I'm getting to visit with some of you. Thank you for stopping by. So, so, so much fun. See you later. Bye.